Jeez. Dad and I, we started out great. But now it's falling apart like a Chinese motorcycle. It's so unfair. You're everything a dad could hope for. Yeah. I tell you, I don't get no regard. No regard at all. No esteem either. Larry, there's only one sure way to make him realize how much he loves you. And that is a phony kidnapping. Yeah, right. I don't know. Maybe I should just leave town. Phony kidnapping. Nah, I know what I gotta do. I gotta clean up my act. No more joking around all the time. No more slacking off at work. And most important, no more booze. I know I can do it. Your son has been kidnapped. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review Burns, Baby Burns. I am Dando. I am Mitch. How are you, my good friend? I'm very well, thank you, Dando. How are you? Just busy being a dad. You know, yeah. usual stuff. Yeah, yeah. What, what did you think of my daddy dance when you were walking in? You did a daddy dance? I was holding Elliot, just doing the daddy dance, putting him to sleep. Is that what it's called? Apparently it's, it's called the daddy dance. Rocking a baby. Well, I didn't know it was a thing, and then I went to work and I said, oh, I'd, do the, I'd do this dance, and they're like, oh, yeah, the daddy dance, we all do that. Like, right. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't... I never heard of the daddy dance Look, until I became a daddy. Well, I was going to say, this is. it must be like a fucking secret club yeah. that you guys have, <laughs> that you've got a whole new bunch of codes that start to open up, not being a dad, never heard of the daddy dance. Yeah. But that, it's what? What did you think of it? Did, did you think what is he doing, or was it just usual? No, you were just patting a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You don't understand how. Are you meant to hold him by the ankles? Sometimes is that Dep- part of the daddy dance, or is that puts him to sleep? Is that a variation? You don't understand how great it feels when you see the eyes close and they stay closed for a good minute, and you're like, I finally did it. He's yeah. asleep. Have you listened to Tim mention Lullaby? No. I will play that for you. Okay. After this episode. Okay. And you will have a brand new appreciation for Tim Minchin and his magical comedy. I do love Tim I believe Minchin. the line, there's a line in there, when is rocking rocking and when is it shaking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that old joke about kid violence, by the way, but, you know, it's, it's a funny song. I was watching Patrick Melrose before I came over okay. here, which is uh, two episodes in. It's a mini series. I think it's five episodes. There were five books. It is phenomenal. But mm-hmm. the second episode, Christ, it's a hard slog. It goes back to show why... First episode, Patrick Melrose has massive father issues. His dad's dead. Is this the ben- Benedict Cumberbatch yes. show? Yes. Yeah. And you can tell that he hates him and he's a drug addict and he's messed up because of his childhood. Second episode focuses largely on one day in his childhood and how and why he is messed up. And it's just... They don't show anything gratuitously and it's almost harder to watch because of it. It is so brilliantly filmed and framed. Is it Once We're Warriors style? No. No, not that that kind of home life? No, 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 no. Um, Yeah, no, no. Sorry. For a second there, I was thinking Warriors, the movie no, no, Warriors. Once like, Were Warriors. Was it? Yeah, but yeah. no, it's not It's not Once Were Warriors style. It's way worse. And worse? More, more, yeah, worse. Okay. It's this looming menace rather than a like that coiled rage you know that you coming. see in Once yeah. Were Warriors. But he does a thing to the uh, where he's like, shall I pick you up? It's Hugo Weaving. So he's like, shall I pick you up by your ears? And grabs his kid. His kid's holding onto his wrist. So it's like this joke of um, you know, optical illusion of I'm picking you up by your ears. And then he says to him, let go, let go of my wrists. And he's like, let go, no. I promise I'll drop you. This is an eight-year-old boy or something. You don't do time. that. Um, he does let go, he doesn't drop him, and while he's holding him there off the ground by his ears with him screaming in pain, just 
calmly tells him, you've learned a very valuable lesson today. Don't let other people make important decisions about your life. Jesus. He's just a prick. I don't think I could watch that. It's hard. Like I said, it is real hard. And it's like, I mean, they obviously don't lead with that. In the first episode, you see some hints of flashbacks to this day. And then the second episode spends most of its time there. And if they'd done that in the first episode, I don't think many people would have had the stomach to get through to the second one. Netflix? No, it's a BBC original. It's on Foxtel. Foxtel. Showcase. Speaking of Netflix, for the patrons, we're going to be doing a little recap of what we thought of Disenchantment, aren't we? Yeah, it'll be a less in-depth. We were chatting about this and we felt with The Simpsons, we obviously break everything down because everyone has seen it a billion times. But for a brand new show, if people are perhaps wondering, do we tip a, a... dip a toe in the water or not, we're going to do more of a bird's eye view review of Disenchantment and let you know more about the vibe, the pacing, the writing, who the important characters are and is it is it worth your time. Yes, yeah, without too many spoilers, like you said. Yeah. Also, our $100 patron, Mr. Reese Hall, he has requested we review which Simpsons episode, Mitch? Alone Again Naturally. Where Maud Flanders passed away. We should get uh, Maggie on for that. It'd sure be nice be if we it. could. Yeah, let's see if we can get her back. Yeah, and. Not only that, he's also thrown some ideas of some uh, other pretty cool, just different TV shows that we could have a look at. He also wants us to do one about, because he's from Queensland and doesn't understand AFL too much, he asked if we would like to do one about the Hawthorne-Geelong rivalry. Podcast or just an episode? An episode. Just an episode about it. I'm sure all three people out there would want to listen to it. There'll be a few. There'll be a a couple. But it's for Patreons, so that's fine. Patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount, the best way to support the show. As little as $2, you can get access into the prize giveaways, the Patreon Facebook group, Mm -hmm. and all exclusive podcasts, don't they, Mitch? Yes. Now, Burns, baby Burns, what did you think of this one? Uh, I I mean, it's a hilarious episode from Mm. start to finish. Well, I say from start to finish. It's a hilarious episode whenever Rodney Dangerfield is on the screen. Yeah. And I will only be calling him Rodney Dangerfield. I refuse to address well, him by the name Larry. Well, this pretty much was a Rodney Dangerfield tribute. He was yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. He was playing himself, but not himself. And drawn as himself. With Monty Burns' characteristics. With a, little the nose bit, and, a little bit Burns-ish. But well, yeah, the nose yeah. and the spots. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, but he, he looked like Burns, but he also, you look at it and you go, that's, that's but it's, Rodney It's the Dangerfield. red tie, the adjustments of uh, the tie. Yeah. Even Bart does the tie adjustment, even when he's not wearing yes, a tie. Yeah. It's... All of the jokes are Rodney Dangerfield jokes, which I looked into. I believe the the writers themselves wrote, tried to write, write. Thank you. <laughs> tried to write Rodney Dangerfield jokes. He had to touch a few of them up. Yep. And uh, uh, who was it that said that? Josh what? kept the, the script. Jo- Josh Weinstein. Yeah, yeah Weinstein. Kept yeah. kept his annotated script and said it's one of his like top three treasured possessions. Yeah, the pen come from uh, Hilton somewhere. Hilton okay. Honolulu or something, one of the uh, famous hotel yep. where celebrities stay. But yeah, you, you would keep that script, would you not? Oh, of course you would. Yeah. Like for that style of one line of comedy, it's one of the all time greats. It'd be you know him, Don Rickles. I don't know. I don't know who else you would throw into that. Mm. I wonder what got left out if there was outtakes or deleted. It'd be scenes. interesting because he'd have there so much been, material. Yeah, they, they might have. Th- it depend. Like, would he have thrown enough lines, or would he have just? Depends on how good the script was to begin with. Yeah. Like, if it was there, then you probably wouldn't waste too much time. But if it needed some work, then, yeah, there would be some amazing lines that didn't make it in. As great as Rodney is, what do you think of the story? Do you think it was a good story? I think it's... It served its purpose. What it does really well is show you a different side of Burns. Burns, yes. Like, we've seen him, obviously, in Burns' hair, where he slightly hints at wanting a son, but that's more of like an ego thing of just wanting him in his own image, whereas this is a little bit more of a genuine paternal instinct to take him in straight away. He wants to love him, but he just 
can't. Yeah. Like, not that he doesn't love him, he just can't. Take no, he to doesn't him. love him. <laughs> Absolutely doesn't he, love him. He, he, he kind of does. I don't think he does, even a little bit. I think mm. he wants to, but he doesn't. He just can't, like I say, he can't take to him. Hmm. And I think it's important that they did have them not mend everything at the end because you're never going to see him again. Yeah, exactly. That, that was never going to end that way for that exact reason that you can't then go, hang on, what happened to his kid? It's a great, great throwaway line at the end of, actually, I got a wife and a kid of my own. Oh, I got to get back. Yeah. <laughs> I told him I was going out for coffee. That was a week ago. Yeah, it was a great way to wrap it up. <laughs> Do you know the original story was um, they wanted to have Burns and Grandpa, a World War II story based in France or was mm-hmm. it Paris or something like that. And they were going to be fighting over the love of a woman who has a love child. Mm-hmm. And that's where this spawned from. And then we got the Raging Ape Simpson and this one. Yeah. Do you feel like this story here was just thrown in just so they can get Rodney Dangerfield on the show? Like It, it feels like this episode was written just for Rodney Dangerfield. No, I don't think so. You don't reckon, do you reckon anyone else could have played Mr. Burns' son? Or anyone could they, 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 they just wouldn't have written it this way the character would have been completely, But see, the, the thing is, Rodney Dangerfield's style of humour was such the perfect foil for Burns. It was. And I think my gut feel on this would be that they've got your idea, you've got the pitch, and at the start of the season, you're mapping out wh- who you're going to need guest actors for. And one of them would be, all right, we need to get someone in to play Mrs. Burns' son. Here are some of the things, like we don't want him to fit into high society. We want him to be a little bit crass. Who's the perfect person for that? Ronnie Dangerfield. Oh, shit. Let's rewrite. Like, let's tailor the script to that once he says yes. I, I, It would have been... They couldn't have written it just for him because if they did and he said no, they would have had to have thrown yeah. out that character and started it all from scratch. But I think once he came on, then obviously they went to the races with going, well, if we've got him here, let's lean into it. Let's milk it, yeah. yeah. Did you ever get the feeling when you were watching it that you were just watching a Dangerfield stand-up routine? It's uh, almost like Springfield parts. was the was the the straight guy to his comedy. A little bit, not so much. Well, as, I mean, his stand up routine and his movie routine is very very similar. Yeah, it felt more like Caddyshack than anything else mm. for me. And I mean, the you know making fun of the wasps at whatever sort of gala that thing was at. Obviously, the fact that it ends with any way you want yeah. it. Uh, I'll cover that a little bit later. But I loved that they. Had him doing the same dance, dance as he's doing yes. on the fairway. Yeah. So it it felt very much that way. But as he said, oh sorry, as I said, it's hard to differentiate Rodney Dangerfield from one medium to another. He was just himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well I say he was just himself. He was just Rodney Dangerfield. I'm sure that there's an element of Rodney Dangerfield that is a persona and that he's not hanging out at home like that. No. Because how could you? <laughs> Actually, I was just watching the Robin Williams documentary. We spoke about it off the air. It's like the comedians. They're the most comfortable when they're playing who they are on stage. When they're off stage, they don't. Well, Robin Williams, in particular, they said he wasn't himself when he was trying to be himself. Yeah, he was okay. his true self when he was Robin Williams on stage. It's like an argument of is who, who's the real Robin? Who's the real Bruce? Is it Bruce Wayne or is it Batman? <laughs> Which is the mask? <laughs> but Ronnie just seemed like a, a great guy to be around. I, I mean, imagine. He, I'm sure he'd be a crack up. The guy would have a thousand jokes for different scenarios. And I don't think any of it would ever get old. I could just sit there and listen to him tell jokes mm. all day. And he would have access to a shite load of drugs. Oh, yes. Like whatever you needed, Rodney <laughs> would have <laughs> in his house, in drawers. <laughs> what I love about this episode too is that it introduces a lot of people to Rodney Dangerfield. So I guarantee you there's a lot of kids out there when they first watch this had no idea who he was. Yeah, but I mean, it does, but not in a way that they'd then go... I'm going to look this guy up. Mm. It'd be more that they'd introduce him and then as a kid, you watch this episode and then 
20 years later, you watch Caddyshack and then you watch the episode again and you're like, oh, son of a bitch, it's, yeah. it's that guy. But I think it makes you appreciate this episode even more. For me, it did anyway. Because when I was younger, I liked this episode, but when I went back and watched it for this review, it'd been years since I'd watched it. Mm. I was laughing from start to finish. I almost, I wrote my notes. It's almost Hank Scorpio-esque. As far as... Comedy, just hit for gag, lines. Gag, yeah. gag, gags, gags per minute. Yeah. It's, um, I think there's more... I laughed at more on this than I did with Hank Scorpio, I think. Uh, because it was... Possible. Tr- there's more of him on the screen than there is of Hank. I just think Albert was more improv, where this was obviously would have been scripted. Yeah. But still, funny. Just th- This episode is just incredible. It's so hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's... it's it really is a hilarious episode from start to finish. Even the cider bit is very funny with Ned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, better get you some cider. Yeah, no. <laughs> I his brain just leaving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your favourite moment from the episode? Um, I was split for two. So either the musical... I, I wrote the musical finale. That has to... That realistically is what my favourite is. Just wrapping is. it up, yeah. But what I want to say is the scene when Marge finds them down in the basement. Mm. That whole scene. So, Homer's line, like, are we going to let every drifter stay with us? No, we're going to judge it on a drifter-by-drifter basis. And when the kids join in on Rodney's act, the um, Bart saying, I want to have a haircut like that, but I couldn't get the planning permits. Lisa, Buckingham Palace called, they want their hat back. I love that. Let's hear it for your mum. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, she's a good sport. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite moment was to put it back in, she's not done yet. Yeah. Can I also say, by the way, to listeners, if you've not properly indulged in Rodney Dangerfield, get, uh, say, Son of No Respect, if you can download that, listen to that, or just watch him on Carson or something along those lines. But get a real good idea of how he... Get a real good idea of what his act was and then watch this episode through that prism and I think you'll enjoy it a hell of a lot more. Because I like, like the whole thing of... That was his shtick. Like, yeah. he would make fun of people in the room and then tell mean. them, hey, you're all right, yeah, you're yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you do, Chuckles. Hey, Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's my favourite. Give my regards to Mrs. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> so, that whole scene's fantastic. But our uh, new name for the episode, what do you got? Uh, I've, I've got gone... one this week. I thought oh, of it like literally about 10 minutes before you arrived. Okay, cool. What, what's yours? When Larry met Monty. Okay. Um, you say thought of. Because I did also see one of uh, Jake Taylor on oh, the Patreon group. really? Did submitted that four words? hours ago. Fuck. Damn exactly it. the same words. Oh, well, we think alike. <laughs> um, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Burns of a Feather from Luke McKay. Mm-hmm. It was not a uh, not not a bad suggestion from him. Who copied me, by the way? Or who, who did I copy? <laughs> who did you copy? Uh, I don't know. Who did I say? I don't know. <laughs> Go back 30 seconds okay. in time. <laughs> Listen to it when you're editing. A Son is Burns. Um, these are from the Facebook exclusive Patreon group by the way mm-hmm. yeah sorry yeah I should be crediting these people Brendan Allen the son is Burns Kenneth Besecker he wrote in with a couple suggestions saying that he needed to continue his streak of on-air mentions but I'm not going to allow that Kenneth <laughs> Besecker <laughs> oh Dylan Llewellyn Daddy Shack I think that's the winner that's great this week fuck how was it? oh Burns Baby Burns is a pretty good title though But it is uh, Daddy Shack is pretty awesome though Nick Barbaro with Dirty Larry Mm-hmm. Is also Daddy uh, Daddy Shack good. takes the cake. That's great. Yeah, Daddy Shack does take the cake. It beats mine, which was great. Respectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because respectations isn't even close to being a word. <laughs> but it was all I could come up with in short time. Trivia. I'll kick things off. What number is Flanders pass to the side Ooh. of? Seventy nine. There's like a million zeros and then one. He's number okay. one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The side of mill is based on what design? 
You hear the tour guide just in the background mention it. Oh, I don't know. It's a German design. German design, yeah, okay. They've taken a German design cider mill. I love that he's looking for the tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is Marge's least favourite season? Um, Fall? No, she says behind spring and winter, fall is my favourite season. So oh, okay. summer is her least favourite. Okay. Where was Larry's uh, stall? Where was he selling his gifts? As in location or the actual town? Town. Started with it was New Haven something, but it was New Haven, Connecticut or something. But then it was started with W. It did start with W. Yeah. Waynesport. Waynesport. That's it. Yeah. My final question: What year was Larry conceived? Twenty fifth year anniversary of high school or mm-hmm. college? Uh, it was nineteen thirty nine. Nineteen thirty nine. Correct. Yeah. Burns actually says that out loud. Yeah. As well. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was something I wanted to look up. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, give me one moment. Can do. What movie did they go and see? Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Clark Gable's reckless use of the word damn. Damn. Uh, my actual third question was, what is the production being put on in the playroom? Oh, I was going to ask you that when we got certain notes. Okay. It was Death of a Salesman. Death, okay. With, uh, a man is not a piece of fruit. Yeah. <laughs> now, sorry the context of that, the context of that in the play is uh, his boss has just fired him and he's basically saying, you, he's basically saying, I've given you my fruit and now you're just discarding me like I'm useless like bit of skin to yeah. you. Yeah. Good play. Death of a Salesman is one of the most famous plays of all time. So, okay. yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it won a Pulitzer. I think by all... Kind of up there. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Dustin... Uh, Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> I, I nearly said Dustin Martin. AFL <laughs> <laughs> player having a crack at Willie Loman. Uh, John Malkovich has done it. It's, like, it's, it's just... a Endless stream. When an actor wants to do a big, meaty Broadway role, they do Death of a Salesman. Okay. The original air date was November 19th, 1996. There was no chalkboard gag, and the couch gag was the Simpsons. They're all balloons that float to the couch and pop one by one. Which was the last balloon to pop? The pink one. You tell me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I skipped straight to the episode. So, how does it kick off, Mitch? At the Cider Mill, yeah? Yeah, it starts at the cider mill. Uh, I'll be honest. What's it called? The first, I don't know, because the first 15 seconds of this, I had TV issues and I uh, was on a schedule, couldn't rewind. I had pies in the oven. It's called the... (laughs) (laughs) They were timed perfectly to end when the episode ended. It was called Mount Schwarzwalder Cider Mill. Okay. So, John Schwarzwalder getting referenced. Homer's annoyed as they... So, what what, what point did you start hearing things? My first... Oh, um... Homer's annoyed that he's missing the game? He's missing game seven of the World Series. Yeah, yeah. And... Just for reference, I looked up. Is that you're going to look up? Okay. Yeah. There have only been 39 World Series that have gone to Game 7 mm-hmm. and in the entire history of baseball. So, however long that's been going. 96 so, is not one of them? I have no idea. I, I didn't look that much up. But, <laughs> and some of those 39 have been post-2000s. So, Homer's missing out on an event that does not occur all that often mm-hmm. to go to a, a big cider deal. mill. A massive deal. Game 7 of the World Series is huge. Like... More so than the NBA. I, th- I feel like the NBA goes to Game 7 fairly regularly. It feels like it, and it's weird that it does. I, it I, shouldn't. I just wonder how much of that is home court advantage. But, yeah, I don't know. But I, well, but, look it up, NBA, before we start throwing outlandish fucking facts out there. How many times has the NBA gone to Game 7? I'm not going to get sued. On, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if NBA has always had a seven-game final series. NBA um, Game 7s. Uh, list of NBA game sevens. God bless Wikipedia. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what do we got? 
132. That's a lot. So more, more than 39. Yes. But I think we've all been in that situation where we've been dragged to a party, usually a family shindig of some kind. We don't really want to go, but we go because we're family. Mm. And there's some sort of sporting event on that we want to be watching. I have one coming up this weekend. Golf? No. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm playing golf through Saturday the day. Night. Hawthorne, Sydney, to decide which team makes it into the top four for the finals and grants you the double chance and... Like it'll be just be particularly for us because we are not the strongest team there to get the double chance would be phenomenal. But Ash has been invited to her new boss's fiftieth. Oh no! So I'm like, but the uh, key word there, Ash has been invited. He said you're both welcome to come. So both I was well, that, that wasn't you both welcome. You don't have to. No, we did don't. you receive an invitation in the mail that says Mitch and Ash? <laughs> no, not yet. Did you have to confirm your attendance? Well, she'll have to let him know that she's only going. Preferably. <laughs> but I'm also... You need to put the foot down and be a man and say the football's more important. I'm also sympathetic to the fact that she will have had three days of work with these people and if she goes to a party on her own, like that's a confronting thing for her to do and for me to not be there by her side. I'm really conflicted on this. She's a big girl. I have to find out if it's an inside or an outside party and how many TVs does he have. Then just download the app. I've got the app. You don't want to be sitting there on your phone, though, do you, at a party? I will do it. I've done it at a wedding. <laughs> <But I've... laughs> Whilst filming it. <laughs> you know the shoe that you put, like the shoe that digital cameras have on the top? You get like a little phone mat, yeah. phone mount, <laughs> put that on top, <laughs> facing yourself. Uh, but yeah, so you are in quite a predicament there. I am. I wouldn't be going. I mean, there'll be other opportunities to meet them. There will be? Yeah. It's the 50th. Who's going to be going to? It's just his family. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think everyone from her work. Okay. Maybe you should go then. But anyway, so they're at the cider mill. They're walking in. Homer's disappointed. I just like the vibe, the look of this. Because you don't see autumn in Springfield very often. No, you don't, actually, yeah. Just, they really amped it up with just the brown leaves. I just yeah. thought it looked nice. Yeah, it looked nice. Yeah. Felt nice. Got the cl- classic tour guide here. I think they use the same voice for every tour guide on The Simpsons. For the earlier seasons, Feels anyway. that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just so into it, though. Yeah. Like, I didn't take many notes because I was as bored of Homer as Homer throughout all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Something to do with the cider mill being infested with rats at some point. Yeah, and they're cr- crawling around in the toilets. Yeah, something, something I don't toilets. care. It's not until Ned shows up that this scene really sparkles for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honest. You know, most people don't know the difference between apple cider and apple juice, but I do. Now, here's a little trick to help you remember. If it's clear and yellow, you've got juice there, fella. If it's tangy and brown, you're in cider town. And then I love that, now, of course, there are two exceptions, and then Homer's brain has that thing of how he's leaving, but then that it, comes back to Ned with and in Canada the whole thing's flip-flopped yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that the, the drop of Homer just yeah <laughs> oh my get you some cider <laughs> but the fact that they've got season passes as well such a Flanders thing yeah it is <laughs> have you got a season pass for anything besides football no golf club oh well I'm a member at a golf club but that's hardly season pass yeah uh, I mean I um, what would be the equivalent of, in Geelong of like, like like a season pass to Adventure Park or something? Yeah, but at least Adventure Park you can do shit stuff. to do. Yeah, season pass to Flying Brick, Little Creatures or something like that, which has free entry anyway. Yeah, that's basically what they've got. You get yeah. it. Like if lit, if Little Creatures did tours of the brewery, and maybe they do. I've they do. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Okay. That would be week in week out. You go and learn about the fermentation process. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Wool Museum. Oh yeah, that would be it. Wool yeah. Museum. Taking the family there every week. To learn about looms. There would be families out there in Geelong, I reckon, that go to the Wool Museum once, at least once every two months. There would 100% be. Yeah. And probably be ones that go once every couple of weeks. 
Mm. Like, well, there's a lot of people out there that don't have a lot on. <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie saw them walking away. Next to spring and winter, fall is my absolute favorite season. Just look at all this beautiful foliage. It's not foliage, Mom. It's foliage. Foliage. That's what I said. Foliage. It doesn't take a nuclear scientist to pronounce foliage. Don't you hate it when someone is wrong, but they don't know they're wrong? And they sort of say to you, I'm telling you, that's exactly what I said. No, it's not. My mum does it when... She asks about something on her phone. How do I do this on my phone? And I say, you do this. Well, I've been doing that. Well, you couldn't have been doing that because if you did that, it'd be working. Yes. Do it again. She, she does it. Well, that's what I was doing. Well, you weren't because it wasn't working before. Yeah. Uh, working in the customer service job that I do, I want to be mindful of not alienating members. But people who are doing that, I'm trying to log into this and it didn't work. There's something wrong with you. You no. site. I'm like, what was the message? It said my password was incorrect. I'm like, <laughs> well, your password was incorrect. It's like, it wasn't though. I'm like, I don't know how to put this delicately. But the only way that it's not working for you is that you didn't type the right thing. Yeah. Several wanna, times. And they don't want to hear it. <laughs> no. What, so, do you, what do you do in that situation? Do you have to just create them a new one manually? Or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, oh, it's... Rather than fight, you just go. Oh, geez, oh, I don't know what could have caused that. Look, what I'll have, to, I'll just reset it for you. <laughs> uh, then we get the little leaf transition to New Haven in Connecticut. And what's happening there, Mitch? Well, um, football game. Uh, Burns has gone to watch Harvard v Yale in yep. a football game. Why Harvard bothered turning up is beyond me. They barely even won. Yes. <laughs> so Burns and Smithers are boarding their train. I love the M and B on the side of his carriage. This yeah. carriage looks badass. Yeah, it's a sweet carriage. Yeah. It's like a Bond villain's carriage. Yeah, it would be hard to play pool though on a train, I reckon. Well, as is shown, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if it slams the brakes. Yeah. But it, before it was slams No, but the even brakes. then it was still rocking all over the place. Oh, because it was too, yeah. wasn't it? Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. <laughs> Nicely played, sir. <laughs> Such a smooth thing to do. Now, why is the ca- uh, why is the train stopped? Because it was a couch on the tracks? The discarded couch. I love it. Small thing, but the guy and the, the radio. And it looks like some sort of couch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, Smithers to drink. So yeah, basically around. For, for my own amusement. For entertainment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is where we get introduced to Larry Burns, who mm-hmm. has his own little merch stand. Yeah. He notices the train tries to sell some merch. He's got some crap, hasn't he? He does. Uh, Larry then notices Mr. Burns. I love the urgency here when he just throws all of his crap yeah. to the ground. He's like, this could be my dad. This is my dad. And he asks, we, at this point in time in the series, we still don't know where the yeah. state is. It sounds a lot like he says Oakland. It's Kentucky. I think they re- revealed that in the movie. It's to me. It still feels like the sort of thing that even Ore- if they Oregon? said, "Do you say it might Ore- be Oregon?" I don't know. Well, Matt's from Oregon, yeah. But it feels like to me the sort of thing that even if someone says, "Where is it?" It's nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's a fictional ma- town. They can tell you anything. They can tell you nothing. Isn't there more Springfields than any other city? In uh, yeah, America, the, or there's, like that? there's there's a certainly lot. a lot. That's yeah, why yeah, they chose yeah. that name. We still don't quite know who Mr. Burns is to Larry at this point. We just know that he's got a photo of him. You assume it's that. Uh, you pretty quickly assume You assume father. father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simpsons family then see... This is one of my favorite lines in the whole episode. See Larry on the side of the road. Can't mm-hmm. they get a poll for that sign? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there's have to be Simpsons fans out there that have said that towards a hitchhiker before. Probably. Have to be. This is where... like This is a thing that I noticed that the entire side of thing purely existed so we could have the Simpsons family in a car. Yeah. Is the only Meant reason. Nothing. And had to be far away. So it had to be something that you've not seen them do before. Yeah. I guess necessary, but also not 
really. Because no, Because they could just as easily have just been driving and had them say... Hell, he could have been on Springfield out of the limits. Like, he could have already hitchhiked to a certain point. And just a throwaway line of, like, I don't know. Well, it was a tiring drive, but we finally made it back from your Aunt Hilda's. I guess they needed because... It, even still, it didn't even have to do this. They had Mr. Burns and Smithers so far away on the train. They yeah. needed. But that's what I mean. Like one line of dialogue about where they were coming didn't from. Didn't need to. Yeah. And you would have just gone, oh, yeah, that's fine. The Simpsons have been out of town. Maybe they're just like, we don't do autumn very often or fall very often. Let's yeah, do maybe. it. I guess cider sort of ties into the feel and the vibe of fall, like the color of cider. Yeah, but that's got nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> I know that. I'm just trying to fill the gaps here, Mitch. <laughs> I'm, all I'm saying is we could have got two more minutes of Larry Burns. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or Mr. Burns at the Harvard game. Yeah, that would have been cool. We have seen Mr. Burns at a sporting event. It is pretty funny when he is there, though, isn't it? Mm. The human Homer. Ah, ah, yeah. ah, ah. <laughs> so then we... It's just... Oh, they argue over picking him up. They get all the way home. And Homer decides, we're, go- we're going to go back and pick him up. They drive all the way back and pick him up. I love here that Grandpa's sitting on the pie. Hey, you folks are all right. Man, it was rough getting a ride out there. The only car that stopped was the host. I thought I fell out. It was rough, I tell you. Careful of the apple pie on the seat. Uh-oh! Grandpa, are you sitting on the pie? I sure hope so. It just kicks straight into Dangerfield routine, though, doesn't he? Pretty much, it just, does. He's got the tire yeah. shake and everything. How do you guys know to... Mr. Burns? Yes. It's just the, the run-through of everything that he's done wrong. Okay, so there's been a little friction. Yes. <laughs> know where he lives? <laughs> I'll also like the metagag here of, who am I talking to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the first... This guy's got more bread than a prison meatloaf. It's Amazing. a really great yeah. line. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he's rich, I tell you. Never seen a place with a walk-in mailbox. Yes. Uh, then he's very nervous talking to Burns and Smithers, mm. as he would be. Oh, this is also, by the way, an amazing Burns intro. Not intro, but like Burns' entrance into this scene. In his gown. Yeah, drinking <laughs> his lime Ricky. Yeah. And state your business. Yes. It points the drink at him. It's a really <laughs> great line. If you ever have door knockers, that's a, like have a lime Ricky in the fridge at state all times. State your business. That's great. I've never heard. Have you ever used that line? State your business. No, but I should. Yeah, yeah. I just can't, I'll just grab any drink. Like, how dare you interrupt my my gin and tonic? Yes. Yeah. State your business. Yes. As I said, he's uh, very nervous talking to Burns and Smithers, as you would because it's your dad who you've never met before. Mm-hmm. Oh, you assume it's your dad. I guess he's same. Oh, he's, he's yeah, he's, quite, he's, he's pretty confident. From why the is he outset. called Larry Burns? Wasn't he? He's not. He's just called Larry, isn't he? No, because I say this is Larry Burns, Mr. Oh, Burns' okay. son. Um, Wouldn't his last They say be- that later. So he's already found out by this point that he is his son. Okay. So he could have... One of two things. He's either gone by Larry Burns because his mum gave him that name, mm. but he's never been able to figure it, put two and two together until he sees the photo. Or he had Larry, whatever her maiden name is, but then when he finds out, then Lisa goes, okay, it's Larry Burns. Okay. Just because it's easier to say, like that—that that is how you would explain it to someone. Mister Burns is shocked to hear it's his son. Smithers can't believe it as well. I never really got, and I still don't get the peacock gag. I stepped on one of your peacocks, got a paper towel. It's one. It's the weakest gag in the whole episode. It is a little bit, yeah. I guess it's the clumsiness. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like ugh. of all the great Rodney Dangerfield jokes we get in this episode, that's what they give us for an ad break. Anyway, mm. we come back. And Mr. Burns lifts up his hair to see that we've got the three spots. So it has to be his son. Yeah. Yeah. Genetic, Who else would have that? Genetic conditions passed down. Could have also looked for a 666 on the back of his head. Yeah. That would have, <laughs> that would have given it away. I thought they, when I was watching this, because I couldn't quite remember how it went, Smithers, I thought they were going to play him up being more jealous because Smithers is usually the, the son figure uh, to Mr. Burns, but they yeah. didn't really have that up at all. It was no. just 
Smithers was just like, yeah, he's a moron. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't, though. It would have taken up the episode that didn't need to be. A little bit, and it's it's a thing they've done before as well. You don't need to see... With which episode? Uh, before this? No, Home of the Smithers, to an extent. Home of the Smithers, of course, yeah. But taken, you, yep. you just don't need to... See, or when, um, when Burns is in love with Marge, you don't... Smithers doesn't see himself as a son figure. He sees himself as a life partner. So, having a son yeah. come in, if he's a good son, then he's effectively going to become Stepdad. a son of his own. Yeah, exactly. Burns then tells the story of meeting Larry's mother. Who should appear but the unrequited love of my college years, Mimsy Bancroft. Of course, by then, Mimsy had her share of wrinkles and a grey hair or two, but my adoring eyes saw past those minor imperfections to her 21-year-old daughter, Lily. I took Lily to the local cinematorium, where our passions were inflamed by Clark Gable's reckless use of the word, damn. We sneaked into the nearby Peabody Museum. There, under the smiling eyes of four stuffed Eskimos, we expressed our love physically, as was the style at the time. Uh. Well, how do you like that? I have been in a museum. So what happened with you and Ma? No, oh, there was a terrible scandal. Lily's family forced her to give you up and bundled her off to a convent in the South Seas. I never heard from her again. What do you think of this flashback? The line about saw past the minor imperfections to a 21-year-old daughter, that is sharp writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great uh, visual gag as well, just cutting straight to the younger one. Yeah. <laughs> On the way out. So what do you know? I have been in a museum. Yes. And then Larry's life. I was at Northfish till 12, and I worked at the merch stand once I saw a blimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what I like is that Mr. Burns goes along with it. He's, he's not putting him down. He's like... Oh, well, you must be tired. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. I'll show you to your room. Yeah. He's, he's being he's being nice. He's being more polite than you would expect Mr. Burns to be. But I guess it is his son after all. Yeah, of course. Did Mr. Burns know he had a son? I wonder. Um, no, he knows he had a moment. Like so, he knows so he slept this with someone. He doesn't know he had a kid. He didn't know he had a kid. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, he wouldn't have been looking for a hair earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Not now, a hair. I was going to bring that up when you said it before. I, for some reason, I say air. You said hair. How do yeah. you correctly pronounce I said it wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. That's I'm what tired. I wanted to clarify. Because <laughs> otherwise the episode would be called Burns Hair. Yeah, no, it's Burns' air. Yeah. Shows Larry to his room. I, I love the kisses that he gives Mr. Burns because he's just so happy. He's yeah. never had anything. And Mr. Burns goes along with it and shows him the playroom. I, when I was watching this, I thought this is going to be Mitch's favourite part. Uh, it was. I mean, I really did like it. It's a great reveal. It's a, it? it's a really funny joke. Yeah. That the playroom is a literal... Plays being put on. And they just keep putting it on, even though there's nobody there. Yeah. This was supposed to close last week. Close it. <laughs> close it, I say. And then we get the Rodney Dangerfield. You're all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to the power plant. Homer is sleeping, and Larry is now working with Homer. They're pretty much the same person. They're best buddies. Yeah. From the get-go. You notice here the puzzle. So it was Snoopy on top of his doghouse. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But the piece of his face was missing. To avoid copyright, apparently. Yeah, right. Okay. So you can draw 90% of Snoopy and be fine. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you think then we could... Could we stream all episodes of The Simpsons, but just put like one... How many dead pixels do you need before you... Face? Yeah. Before I want a blurred. Before you're breaking copyright. <laughs> Larry and do Homer... It like one of those, sorry, mosaic yeah. tile um, puzzles yeah. where if you could use... Premiere or whatever to split the screen into different squares so you just play the episode but you jumble it around yeah. and keep moving it and then 
unlock it by the very end. I'm sure we get away with it. Yeah, I the, think so. The algorithm wouldn't pick up on that. No. <laughs> Do you know if you speed up a Simpsons video by 0.5 of a second? Or any video? Or any video. Because mm. we do a Simpsons page. Facebook algorithms can't pick up on it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, if you slow down our podcast, we sound drunk. Someone Apparently pointed so. that out to yeah. us recently. I recommend as- that you do it. Yeah. I remember I did it to one of our podcasts ages ago when I was when we were first doing it. And I freaked out and got up and went to sort of fix it because I thought I'd uploaded it wrong. Oh, okay. And I realized my, my, yeah. app, my app was fucked. <laughs> hey, you're that hitchhiker. What are you doing here? Learning a family business. I'm Larry Burns, the boss's son. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, relax. I don't want to work. I'm so lazy I took lessons on a player piano. Wow, that's really lazy. Lazy? You're not kidding. Well, I'm like a rug on Valium. I'm talking lazy. So lazy. Then we're at the dinner, and pretty much Homer is saying, I love you. We have so much in common, even more than we do. To Marge. <laughs> if I was going to be stuck on a deserted yeah. island with anyone, it'd be him. Definitely be Larry. <laughs> Marge is a bit sort of taken aback. She's like, well, I don't want to hear any more about Larry. And Homer says, not anything else exciting happened to these kids today. And I think Bart discovered a gem. Yeah. Lisa, I can't remember Lisa did. But I know Maggie won some contest. Yeah. Yeah. So the next scene that we get is Burns taking Larry to a soiree of sorts. The best. And this, like I said, this is basically him walking into the country club in Caddyshack. Yes. And just wandering through. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, hey, you're all right. I hope I look I hope I look that good when I'm 200. And then... Um, 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 um. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Burns is like embarrassed by it, but it's just so fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. And right you two to be, chuckles. And right to be embarrassed by yeah. it, to be fair. You can't carry on like that in that sort of room. No, no, but no. It's... It's it's just great counterculture to the elite and the wasps. But you don't really this- see Mr. Burns with those kind of people, even though they're elite people. When uh, do you ever see Mr. Burns interact at a party? No, you like don't. That? But when do you ever see Mr. Burns, unless it is to serve another purpose? At a country club. At the country yeah, club. You it there. makes sense that he would go to these things. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, you know, it's his of life course, yeah. that happens outside. But Rodney Dangerfield is so great at punching up in this scenario mm-hmm. and always feeling like he's even when he makes a really mean joke about put her back in she's not done yet so great <laughs> the f- like it's the fact that it's sort of directed at the waspy woman and not the the debutante mm. is I, I feel like it gets away with it like even today it's just no it was directed at the debutante uh, you know I directed about but said to the oh okay so, yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, this moment for some reason always reminds me of watching it at Super Simpsons weekends and it's one of those moments where I can remember watching it with my dad and my dad just being in tears of laughter at this yeah. scene and yeah. when he says to put it back in I just remember my dad laughing yeah <laughs> hey pop this crowd is pretty swanky I'm not gonna fit in here nonsense Larry your blood is bluer than any of theirs just give them a snoot full of the old Burns charm ooh Admiral Carstairs I'd like you to meet my son Larry hey Skipper good to meet you Where'd you start out, on the Merrimack? Hey, I should talk. I hope I look that good when I'm 200. That's such insupportable. please, he's very sensitive about his age. Oh, Monty, this must be the son I've heard so much about. Larry, you must meet our daughter, the debutante. She came out last spring. Whoa, put her back in. She's not done yet. (laughs) Smithers, there's something a bit odd about young Larry. I can't quite put my finger on it. Well, he is a bit rough around the edges, sir. One might blame his truly heroic intake of cocktails. Pull up a seat, Pop. You too, Chuckles. I mean, the food ain't great, but the portions are terrific. Hey, I'm kidding. Relax. Hey, give my regards to Mrs. Boyardee. 
So Mr. Burns is starting to get annoyed by his son now. He li- he liked the idea of having a son at first, but they're just so different. Yes. Uh, and he's never going to fit in in that sort of mold. No, no. Uh, but that doesn't stop Burns from getting him to get the guys in from Yale to sort of see if he can mold him, mm-hmm. which happens in the next scene. Yes. Um, Tries to bribe them. I love the Yale guy who comes in. It's so straight. Even he, like when he delivers it straight, manages to make a Roddy Dangerfield joke funny in an entirely different way. Which it's where he says, "Yeah, he made fun of my weight problem, then suggested my motto should be Semper Fudge." <laughs> then he told me to relax. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can like hear Rodney saying that. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, relaxed. Right. You're all right. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did he say no respect in this episode? Uh, I don't know if he does say no respect. At all. He said no regard and no, no regard. Esteem. No, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do you think they deliberately chose to do that? Maybe maybe Rodney didn't want to use it? Or well, the joke is that it's um, similar to his gag, but yeah, not. Yeah, look, he would say no regard as well. I think he changed, chopped and changed. Yeah. Then he takes... Oh, he's gone drinking. Mr. Burns is furious at this point because he says, Smithers, get my son. It appears he's gone drinking, sir. <laughs> he's, gone, he's furious. Larry's sort of taking advantage of it all. But as you would, if you've had no money and all of a sudden you've got money. Yeah. And he's, tr- he's, he's right. With Larry, Mr. Burns still is a teddy bear. Everyone yeah, else is. in Springfield is scared of him. Yeah. But he hasn't been like that to Larry yet. No, he hasn't. He's like, nah, he's a pussycat. He's just he's just my pops. Yeah. yeah. And then he just invites Homer over for dinner, which yes. I like. Like, I really enjoy throughout the whole thing. And it happens a couple of times. Uh, but I love when Homer becomes friends with someone from outside and they just get along instantly. And mm. they kind of regresses to being kids. Like, do you want to come over for dinner yep. with dad? Like, that's kind of the vibe that you get at this uh, dinner party. Notice no, sorry, that, dinner scene. Notice that Burns has even got out uh, shit food. Like, what's the word? Like Middle bro- class food. It's just chicken and chips. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. it's not like a fancy banquet or anything. Yeah. It's just like lower class food. But I love that this gets any livelier. Your funeral's going to break out. <laughs> <laughs> you, food bag. Yes. <laughs> do you have a son? Yes, no, I do. I love like Homer just railing on Milhouse. Go, but I love that Homer goes with it, not realizing yeah. he's talking about himself. Yeah, of course. <laughs> have you ever heard of this kid, Milhouse? <laughs> like, like Bones would have heard of him. <laughs> just keeps going with it. Uh, fascinating. Good night. And then yeah. this is where he just lashes out at Larry, isn't it? Yes. He's had enough. Yeah. Uh, and kind of like, well, basically boots him. And then yeah. it's Homer and Larry trying. Larry a bit forlorn by this point, talking yeah. about how he's going to clean up his act, no more joking around. Before that, though, it's falling apart like a Chinese motorcycle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't think of too many off the top of my head. <laughs> I think all the good ones have come from Japan. Yeah. But the next bit felt like, where he's like, I'm going to clean up my act, no more joking around. Yeah. At that exact moment, I was like, that sums up the end of every second act of every Will Ferrell movie that yeah. has ever been made. Yep, yep, yep. But they kind of break the mould with this and instantly he's just gone back to, your son has been kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> How good is it? Your son has been kidnapped. Oh my God, that is a great bait and switch. <laughs> now, what did you think of the final act? Because I think the first two acts were really funny. Mm. The third one just felt a little rushed. Maybe a fraction, but I, d- I wasn't unhappy with it. Like, how long could he it be in the... It was still funny. How long could he be in the Simpsons basement for? Mm. But no, I, I did still think it was very funny. The f- like, Burns... The fact that Burns takes this more of... A, it's the principle it's of the it, principle, as you said. Yeah. It's more a matter of pride that his son's been taken from him, not that he's actually lost Larry. He doesn't give a shit about Larry. I love that. Are you missing your son? Yes, I'm missing one son. Yes. Return it to me immediately. Really, really good <laughs> wordplay. <laughs> 
before that. So leave the money under the net. Yeah, and then we drop the net, right, Chief? Hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> we didn't get much Wickham lately, I don't reckon. No, there hasn't been a huge amount for a few episodes. Yeah, I enjoy a good. He's Wickham always one. lurking, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marge then sees the cables. Besides the fact they needed Marge to see something that will lead her down to the basement, why would they not just use the power points in the basement? Perhaps there's not enough power board. Maybe there's not enough power board. Maybe Homer <laughs> has more extension cords than power boards. I did like the microwave being down there. Yeah. <laughs> What happens? Marge goes down and then she discovers him, doesn't she? Yes. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> she goes down, discovers him, gets made fun of. That's Mr. Burns' son, Larry. He's great at pointing out everyone's foibles. Hey, how you doing? Who? look at your hair. Oh, what happened? You saw yourself in a mirror? He's kidding, Mom. But seriously, I'd love to have hair like yours. I just can't get the zoning permits. Hey, that reminds me, Mom. Buckingham Palace called. They want their hat back. Mm. Hey, kids, how about a hand for your mom? She's all right. Yeah, Mom! Yeah, thank you. They then call Mr. Burns at the station. Homer's little... Is, what is it? Like a duck koi? Decoy oh, thing? Oh, um... What it's are a they kazoo. called? A kazoo, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, it's not a duck thing. It's just a kazoo. Hoi, hoi. Hello, Mr. Burns. This is the kidnapper. Do you miss your son? Yes, I'm missing one son. Return it immediately. If you really love Larry, prove it. And you can have him back today. Oh, how much proof do you need? 5,000? 6,000? I swear, that's all I've got. Don't you care about your son? This is more important than money. More important than money? Who is this? Uh, Beautiful. Eddie, did you trace the phone number? Sure did, Chief. 555. Ah, gee, that's gotta be phony. More important than money. More important than money? (laughs) Who is this? (laughs) What I do like the most about this whole thing, though, is it's only subtle. It's that when he says, this is the kidnapper, and Larry Burns laughs in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're having a great time doing yeah. this. Not realising the magnitude of the situation. Yeah. It's a hoax kidnapping. I mean, the 555 got to be phony. Yeah. That's, that's kind of funny joke. Yeah. But I really enjoy Marge where she's... Like, when she's in on the plan or gets let in on the plan, she's like, what if I told you about hoaxes? Like, I've told you I don't like hoaxes. He's like... Still? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so great. Marjan sees the news report. As we said, and this is what she says about the hoax. They reveal it to Marge. Yeah. Homer's here. Marge, it's broad daylight. There's cops everywhere. Yeah. I don't care. You go. And then Brockman. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Coming out. <laughs> broad daylight with police everywhere. There's only one word for that. Idiocy. <laughs> it's just the way it transpires. so great. Homer, yeah. when he's walking in, like... <sighs> yeah. like he knows what's going to happen. Ah! Yes. <laughs> running to the car. He met Larry just running to the car and driving off. So great. And then, and then ending it on Marge's face of just, yes. oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get tired of being wrong all the time? <laughs> They're then on the run. So they go to the warehouse first. Mm-hmm. What is it? Stupid economic recovery? Yeah. Yeah. The abandoned warehouse is just full and yeah. functioning. Another cool little, uh, I guess you've got bait and switch going to the costume store. Yeah. Two people leave. Yeah, the two people leave. The music changes. You think all's fine, but then they're just hiding in the toilets. Now, this movie they watch, not a real movie, I'm assuming? Too Many Grandmas? Uh, no, I don't believe it was. That, uh, who did that star again? Oh, Olympia Dukakis. Uh, who is, I don't know by name. She's an actress. She's in Look Who's Talking. She was in Moonstruck. Okay. I think she was in Look Who's Talking too as well. You don't she mean kind Kirst- of Kirst- found... Not Kirstie Alley's character. No, 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 no. Okay. no. Olivia Dukakis' character. Yeah. <laughs> she found fame uh, in Moonstruck. She was 53 or something like that. Oh, so, so she's older. Okay. She's known for grandmother-type roles. Ah, so she was the grandma. Yeah. Okay, okay. Makes sense. Then Homer's to Molman. If you don't like it, call the cops. 
<laughs> as he does. Yes. Then then watching it on TV. This was startling to me when I first watched it as a kid. I thought Homer had been shot. Oh, yeah. It's when you watch this for the first time, you're like, oh my. Yeah. It's like when um, Jerry Seinfeld gets moaned down in the episode. Yeah. Stealing cable. I was on Fox the other day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what have you done to my little cable boy? When I was watching it, because I couldn't remember that episode, they go to great lengths for him to get shot. He gets annihilated. Yeah. He gets slaughtered. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. It's like Robocop. <laughs> but anyway, it's just a simulation, though, isn't it? Yeah. Here's what it would look like if they attacked him with baseballs. Yes. They even got his voice. Oh, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> they then leave. They're sneaking out. I do like the subtle touch of the sticky sound when the cops are walking through the cinema. Yeah. Because it is sticky. Dingy. Yeah, exactly. Like years and decades of soda being spilled on the yep, floors. Yep, 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 Popcorn's still warm. Yes, that's right. And they see him sneak out the back door. They get onto the roof. Don't be a fool, Simpson. Let the kid go. The negotiations have failed. Shoot him. Wait! Wait! I mean, Homer's no kidnapper, but he's the best friend I ever had. We faked the whole thing. I should have known you're the only one stupid enough to kidnap you. Now get down here so I can spank you in front of this gawking rebel. Smithies, take off my belt. With pleasure, sir. I remember that being on the commercial. Yes. Homer then gives a nice speech that actually leads to the desired result. Usually those ones end in... Like a gag or something not going yeah, right. He it's actually, just it's goes yeah. to the family. And he's oh, happy. Well, the gag is that he lays in lays it in a bit hard about how they're obnoxious or boring or stinky. Yeah, but then he still embraces them at the end. It all yeah. goes well, and uh, Larry and Burns Hart. is going to, and then has an about face halfway. Yes. Through. How about it, Pop? I know it's tough, but can you love me for what I am? <sighs> <sighs> There, there, sonny boy. I suppose I have been a bit... Oh, no, I can't do it. It's just not me. I'm sorry, Larry. I can't be the family that you need. Oh, that's okay. Well, I got a wife and kids. Oh, that reminds me. They're probably wondering where I went. I told them I'm going for coffee. That was a week ago. Well, son, delighted to have met you. It's good to know that there's another kidney out there for me. You got it, Pop. Just let me run a few pints through it first. As long as everybody's here, let's party! Who's playing that music? Where's all that liquor coming from? It's a party, Mark. Doesn't have to make sense. What do you like about this party ending the most? Just the, oh, just the callback to the Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, like it's in Caddyshack, it's funny for just how ridiculous it is. But it's just so Rodney Dangerfield. His dance is the best. The man can get a party started anywhere. <laughs> he can, can't yeah. he? Like, you know, where did all this music come from? Who's playing that music? Who cares? It doesn't it's matter. It's a party. Bowl man dancing is great. The Admiral, like, break dancing in the background. Yeah. It's just... It's just a really funny way to end All the All the characters from the episode. Yeah. Like if the guy I would have loved it. Oh my like I would have exploded with delight if they'd had the gopher, gopher pop up in yes. the corner as well. Or somewhere in the background I as a little Easter egg. We should probably check. Uh, I'm sure I would have noticed it. Yeah. True. Really, when you think about it, his character in Caddyshack is Homer. Just not rich. Oh. The Larrikin. It's what Homer would do. Yeah. But he's more intelligent than Homer though. He is. Yeah, no, I I 
Or is, home, is Homer more of an can't oath? Go with oath. that. Homer's too many different things, but he's not Rodney Dangerfield. He's not funny. It's he's fun- funny, he, but he's, he's funny because he's, he's not an idiot. witty. He's not, he's not witty. Sharp. Yeah. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that Ronnie Dangerfield can produce music on command. He can. I've learned if it's clear and yellow, you got juice there, fella. If it's tangy and brown, oh, uh, you're in. You're inside of town. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make some sort of joke about it being the color of Elliot's shit. Ew. Because it goes from yellow to brown. Yeah, that's awful. One of the many things you got to look forward to, Mitch. One day. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in preparation for final words. I'm looking up Rodney Dangerfield jokes, and I just hit on one that's almost um, perfect. Well, almost relevant to what you were just saying. Oh, some dog I got too. We call him Egypt because he leaves a pyramid in every room. (laughs) Man, he's great. What a dog I got. His favorite bone is my arm. (laughs) With my dog, I I don't get no respect. He keeps barking at the front door. He don't want to go out. He wants me to leave. Jamal! Jamal is here! Ooh. Before we get into today's mailbag, I'm going to read out some names, aren't I, Mitch, of our beloved $5 patrons? You are new patrons for this month, and we thank you all. Yes. Now, before I read out the names, I just want to let you guys know that if, if you are a $5 patron, and I do for some reason forget to read out your name, just drop us a message either at mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au or send us a message via Patreon, and we'll make sure that we read out your name in the next episode. But for now, alrighty, are you ready? Let's read out some names. We've got Aaron Palazzo, Ada, Adam, oh jeepers, a ducky wicks, Adam Gerber, or Adam Gerber, Adam Nelson, Adam Skick Luna, Adam Sick Luna, Al Hall, Andrew Morrison, Billy Sims, Bradley Andrew, Brandon Shaw, Brandon Twitchell, Brendan Grant, Brendan Hedger, Callan Henry, Callum Neville, Kelly Nolan, Chris Bradford, Chris Ferrari, Chris Patterson, Christopher Earl, Cody Thomas, Courtney Nichols, Dale Cooper, Danielle McGill, Daryl Hall, David Chappell, Ed Shortridge, Evelyn Kuromikalakis, Felix King, George Baxter, Georgia Catherine, Indy Byrne, James Rock Dunkley, John Gilbert, John J.C. Clark, John Kemp, John Molesky, Julian Romano, Katiana Gorzel, Kenneth Baseka, Kieran Love, Luke Clayton, Mark Burgess, Martin Wright, Mary Cooper, Mast Lama, Matt Ritson, Matt Thompson, Matthew Harrison, Max Finn, Meg Zarucki, Michael Vose, Nick Grech, Owen Zaber, or Owen Zabor, Patrick, I'm going to say Bryce Boys, Rich Brown, Ryan Duncan, Sally Holden, Sam Primrose, Sandy Lester, Scott Keogh, Sean Connor, Sen Thav, Sharon Carroll, Sponge Billy, Stephanie Walden, Stephen Croft, Steph Ralph, Taylor Lang, Thomas Bishop, Thomas Macon, Tim Greeno, Tim Wilson, Travis Ryans, Tyler, and Zach Wood. Thank you so much, guys. You are the reason we keep this show going. We love your support. If you want to become a patron and get access into exclusive bonus content as well as support the show, you just got to go to patreon.com slash discount. Remember, if I said I forgot to read your name out, just drop us a message either at mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au or drop us a personal message at the Patreon page. And we've had a few of you as well messaging us asking how you get access to the Facebook page. You're not quite sure how to get access to the exclusive Facebook group. What I'll do this week is I'll post a new post on the Patreon page, which if you're a $2 plus member, you can click into and it'll have a direct link to the group. Click on that, answer the secret question, and you will be able to get into the group and join our new Four Finger Discount family. But now, Mitch, what have you got for us in the mailbag? Uh, Mailbag this week, we've got George George McMenemy, who writes in. So I think Nemo trying to pronounce an enemy. A little bit, yeah. Uh, George has actually sent a photo of himself from IHOP. IHOP or IHOP? IHOP. That's, they're pretty fluffy looking pancakes. 
Delicious. He's got a stack of three, but it looks like a stack of six. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, just wanted to say how much I love how much he's loving the book. Thank you very much. Oh, Took thank it with you. him on his honeymoon. Wow. London to LA, Hawaii, Vegas, Dallas, New Orleans, and back to London. Always good when a holiday ends back at the destination. That mm-hmm. is one of the key differences between a honeymoon and moving to America. It really helped to get over the flying, uh, especially since he, uh, Hawaiian Airlines don't believe in free in-flight entertainment for a six-hour flight. Wow. What? Jeepers. Lift your game. I suppose you can fly from Ge- like Geelong or Melbourne to uh, Perth. Mm. That's a four-and-a-half-hour flight sometimes. You get no in- in-flight entertainment. No, you do with Virgin. Yeah, with well, Jetstar you don't. Mm. Oh, well, Jetstar. <laughs> Jetstar, you're lucky to get a seat. Yes. If you're inside the plane, <laughs> then you've done well. You've paid for an upgrade. <laughs> Continue. Uh, secondly, heard your discussion about IHOP. All I can say is it is amazing. Behold the cupcake pancakes. Cupcake pancakes. Because yeah, you were ragging on IHOP. Yeah. And I'll stand by that. Now, George, this is great. And thank you very much for writing in. But I will say that your subject line said question with an exclamation mark. And you have not included a question. In you got email. us. Fooled us. And you should know <laughs> that I don't pre-read the email. So, I've well, gone well. in there. Expecting a question, I got, I got fuck all. But he, got, he put the question mark there. That was the red herring. That wasn't question? a question. No, it was or an exclamation mark. Oh, exclamation! Ah. Yeah. Kieran Russell writes in on the back of uh, silly boxing entrance music and promo pics. Thank you so much, by the way, to the guy that oh, yeah. uh, did Mitch the Greatness <laughs> um, in the patrons page. Who was that? As I have to go back too far. Just type Mitch. No. <laughs> Just don't Mitch I got one hand on the microphone, one hand on the mouse. That's as far as I can go. Yes, type with the hand that's on the. Continue. Kieran Russell is a heavyweight MMA fighter, and, and what? So I'm going to be nice. Really? And for his promo, he would do a Hulk Hogan esque muscle flex and a silly face. <laughs> Just let someone else pick some kind of dance song so he could have a jig when he walked out. Um, he says that his next fight, he'll use a song of our choice. Oh. He's going to regret Elton that. John, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Now it's going to be not fighting. I guess it kind of doesn't no, be fighting related. Just particularly the Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Only if his fight is on a Friday. What's that, sorry? Only the fight's on a Friday. I mean, I see what you're doing there, but I feel like that's just going to confuse people <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> um, it's just because that's my least favourite Elton John song. Oh, okay. All right. Hits. All right. Sorry, Kieran. You cannot Kung Fu do... Fighting by Bus Stop, the remake. No. <laughs> nah, too obvious. Um, let's go. Can't fight the moonlight. No, let's let's get fighting out of the title. Let's move away from fighting. Okay, get away from fighting. I think that was my first mistake. Yeah. Let's go. Because Homer's is wake up, we be friends. Randy Newman, short people. Yes. That's got a good little bump about it. Bump, 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 bump. Great song. Short people got <laughs> no reason to live. Got little hands. Uh, yeah, all right, that's it. <laughs> and I want YouTube footage or like video footage. Get someone in your corner to film you walking out to Randy Newman short people. You will be f- featured on the page. <laughs> oh man, that's been so good. <laughs> and good luck for your next fight. Um, you know, do your best not to break anything. Yes, unless it's on the other guy. Uh, Sharon Carroll writes in. I'm going to skim this one, and this will probably close the mailbag. Okay, because it is a fair. Tome. Hey guys, first of all, congrats on the birth of the child to you, Dando. We're going to be getting congratulation emails for months. Yeah. I feel. It'll be um, particularly as later people find the show. Yeah. Like when, you know, we made a mistake and then a year and a half later people were still correcting it. Going, Don't know if you've heard. I don't so, mind. 
Elliot's going to be like six. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on the birth yeah. of a new child, Dando. Well, the, Elliot, You'll have to of, keep pumping out a kid every time someone congratulates. The birth of Elliot's child by the point they actually yeah. read it. Continue. I'm sure you're hearing that for the millionth time. Ah, yes, we are. Yes. Anyway, second of all, I've genuinely never written as a fan of something before. So, mm-hmm. to anything. So, we're doing something uh, that she... So right that she felt compelled, felt compelled to write in. Mm-hmm. Just want to say how refreshing it is to listen to us and how happy she is that she found the podcast. Stumbled across it by chance one day, browsing the comedy section. How do we get put in there? We're not funny. I think I, I tick comedy. Oh, is that, is that I, how I it lie works? to people. <laughs> <laughs> After she'd been listening to way too much true crime. There is way too much true crime. I mean, you can do more things. I think Tony Martin summed it up uh, that he's like, every new, sp- every new podcast now is either a true crime story or a parody of a true crime yes. story. Recently joined Patreon for the first time ever to Thank hear you. the Futurama reviews. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, was also the person that suggested moving trivia to the start. Was a genius. Yes, that was a, <laughs> it was a rough first year and a half it before was. we realised that. Aha. I've, um, questions from Sharon. Sharon has two. The first is for both mm-hmm. of us. Okay. Have we watched season 19? No, I haven't. Um, you tell me the episodes. I can't. So after like season thirteen, I don't know what episodes are in what season. Um, I would have. I think I would have seen a few of them. All right. Jeez, this is a big spoiler. For what? Okay, so this is a massive spoiler for season nineteen, episode nineteen of Simpsons of a character death. Ah, oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Is it? I just uh, minded off. Air, so without so talking yes. about it, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about that happening? So for Sharon, it completely broke her heart when she watched it and was wondering if. So yeah, if we'd seen it, what do you think? From what I remember, I remember it being a really heartfelt moment where I see I can't say, the person who is affected most by the death is reflecting upon the times they had together, and it's sort of like a uh, a montage scene at the end, and you got the nice song over the top. The way that the person passed away, I can't quite remember. It's something involving a car, I think. Okay. I think the first time you see this person had more emotional impact. That had more emotional impact than the, this person's actual death. That's probably just given it away. Yeah. Okay. I think we can just say it because fuck, it's what ten years ago. No, well, no, that's fine. Okay, let's just leave it as it is. All right, that answers her question. Okay, and which is all we needed to do. Second question is about Ready Player One. It's more for me. And what did I think of that cameo? I've, if I've seen, I've it, seen it, so I have not watched it yet. But my thought when you say what did I think of that cameo, and the question is for me, is she's probably referring to the Iron Giant, and I will say that it is. 99% of why I own Ready Player One. I just haven't got around to actually watching it yet. Is there any other cameo that I'd be aware of? Uh, there's a dinosaur, which I guess you could say is the T-Rex from T-Rex. Jurassic Park. Okay. Um, actual, there is... I don't want to say them because it, it's nice seeing them. I don't want to rule Are there any actor cameos? Uh, not that I can remember. Just characters. Just character cameos. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, ca- maybe actors playing characters. I don't... Think okay. so. Though. So yeah. I will answer that question in two parts. Is to say that I'm really thrilled about the fact that the Iron Giant Plays is there. A, has a big role. Yeah. Okay. I did hear. Who was it? I think it was on the Empire podcast. Might be wrong. Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. It was something that I was listening to, and they were saying that they felt that with Ready Player One having so many. Oh no! It was um Tofop Charlie Charlie Clawson on Tofop saying that he felt that Ready Player One was just going through a checkbox and at one point he was like it yeah. started to make me hate myself because I was like this is just me but really obnoxiously <laughs> but um, I, I'm looking forward to watching it anyway and just seeing because Spielberg's a genius and I'll accept it the only thing I will say about that movie is that it goes a little too long you think the movie's about to be wrapped up and then it goes no 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 we're going to go for another 20-25 minutes yeah okay. like, oh, 
you kind of could have ended it before, you know? <laughs> anyway, that'll do. I've got a message from my wife saying that uh, food is in the oven and I need to be on my way home. And Well, fair enough then. I will do that. You're leaving me. I am leaving you. For greater pastures, you've also said that Elliot starts... Uh, and having bad times him. from 8 o'clock and he is having bad times outside yes. the <laughs> Next week we're going to be reviewing Bart After Dark, the burlesque house episode. Another classic. Yeah, putting the spring in Springfield. It's going to be a lot of fun. But until then, uh, as I said, the best way to support the show is signing up to Patreon, patreon.com slash forefinger discount. We're going to be doing our review of what we thought of Disenchantment. Also got the Futurama podcast on there, Mitch and Guy's Movie Guys podcast. We've got plenty of other stuff on there as well, podcast-wise. You get access into the monthly prize draws. You get access into the Facebook-exclusive Patreon group. Mitch, you have a big smile on your face. What are you laughing about? Just getting ready for my final words. Okay, get ready for your final words. Please, if you haven't yet, also rate and review us on the iTunes store. It would be much appreciated. But for now, Mitch, what are the final words for the listeners? My wife only has sex with me for a purpose. Last night, she used me to time an egg. Shh.